to Valley of the Sunset, a Vampire the Masquerade V5 Chronicle set in Phoenix, Arizona. Tonight we have a very special night. The vampires have been anticipating for uh, several uh, several weeks now, several episodes, but re in the reality it's only been a couple of nights uh, in our story. And that is Elysium. But I think the plan for Elysium has shifted a little bit from what we had kind of Originally, you guys were intending to have a little bit of a party there, maybe celebrate your status at the um, hotel in Camarilla, and now you have a very different objective. So, why don't we begin the evening with Ellie? Alright. Um, it's probably more important than ever for Eloise to start the day with her routine. Or the evening, rather. So she's going to wake up, um, put on her clothes very carefully. What time is Elysium at? Like, is this like we get up and get ready and go, or do we have a, a little bit of time? You have you have a little bit of time. Um, we'll say Elysium, people start showing up around... Uh, 11 p.m., midnight, maybe. Um, you have your business before you go to Elysium. Uh, you don't want to be too early. Fashionably late is, is more in vogue at the moment. Um, it's at a very tiny, tiny little art gallery downtown, a place not really you know, fitting for Elysiums of old, uh, but the kindred are having to be much, much more careful now and gathering smaller, quieter places. Alright, so Eloise probably um still goes ahead and puts on her like what she considers her very fancy um dress, which is probably an ill fitting boxy something or other that she got from Walmart. Um, with her little pantyhose that probably rolled down her lumpy ankles. Um and is very meticulously like doing her hair and makeup. And doing her little, what does she have, tea and shitty continental breakfast, um, muffins or whatever, and has her little breakfast, wears her gloves and stirs her, no, I think it was coffee. It was a shitty, like, instant coffee that she stirs with her silver spoon with her gloves on so it doesn't hurt her. So you have your morning routine. What is what is going through your mind? I mean, it's it's a lot of this is going to fall on you with the plan at Elysium tonight. Uh, you know, you're the you're the smart one of the coterie. You know this. You're the the social one in a lot of ways. Um, so a lot of this this investigation, this rumor mongering, is going to fall on you, Eloise. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Eloise, I think, is nervous, but sees this as a great a great responsibility has been bestowed upon her, so she takes it very, very seriously and is trying to think very carefully about <clears throat> who she can approach. And Like, we don't really know anyone, right? Like, we've just... You don't. You don't yeah. know. I mean, you know your sires. Uh, you know who the court is. You've been introduced. I mean, you know the prince. You know the sheriff. Uh, but most of the other kindred, they tend to their own business, and they don't associate uh, with other kindred unless they really need something from you. 
Uh, and thus far, you've been kind of tucked out of the way of that kind of politic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so Eloise is is trying to think very carefully and, and think about, um, rather than going in too hot, meeting some people, trying to listen and be very perceptive and take her opportunities a little bit more strategically to, to plant a couple seeds. And with that, you have your evening tea, evening coffee, in peace. Maybe a little anxious about the night to come. Has the possibility of failure crossed Eloise's mind? What it might mean for <laughs> if the old prince doesn't regain the throne? I think she she recognizes that if they don't succeed, it could be a pretty grave situation, especially if people see what she's doing and then Henri doesn't succeed. <laughs> she she realizes that, but is still like the the optimist and like, well, we better get it done and we better get. Do a good job. And with that, we'll leave Eloise with her thoughts. Jeffy, did you go home last night, or did you did you stay at the the motel the hotel? Uh, Jeffy went home, and he took care of the problem that was in the crawl space. So Jeffy, you awaken in the evening. You're back in your crawl, your own crawl space. It's finally somewhat comfortable again. Are you hungry, Jeffy? What's your hunger? I'm currently at two hunger. So you could eat, but it's it's not necessarily dominating your thoughts. No, I don't think Jeffy's focused on eating right now. Um, he's too worried about what's going to happen tonight. What's um, Jeffy feeling about Elysium? I feel like he, you know, he wakes up, he crawls out of his crawl space before he unlocks all of his locks to go weave, maybe see what Mama's doing. Uh, he just kind of paces for a minute. He's like, oh, oh, hell, oh man, oh, we're going to be in so much trouble unless, oh man, I hope Miss Eloise can do it. Oh, no, I bet she can do it. She's going to do it. Uh, and then he, you know, gets dressed for the evening in his... Sunday best. And what is Jeffy's Sunday best? How does Jeffy dress for elite? Well, uh, he puts on a, a denim button-up with his best jeans. They only have like two stains on them. Uh, he puts on his New Balance tennis shoes instead of his uh, slides. And um, he rounds the whole outfit out with Obviously, his uh, insane clown posse belt buckle right in front, <laughs> and a uh, bolo tie with a like a what do you call it? Like a turquoise bolo tie. Very good. All right, so Jeffy in the uh, what do they call that? A Canadian tuxedo. That's exactly what they call it. Are they it's Canadian tuxedo? Are they blue denim jeans or black denim jeans? It's all blue. Blue same same 
tone of blue or no. Okay. Definitely they are mismatched blue. Great. Perfect. And the bolo is over the t shirt. I imagine the bolo over the jacket, actually. <laughs> um, so having attired yourself, you undo your locks, Jeffy, and emerge from your room to find Mama seated on the couch watching TV in an almost catatonic state. Uh, not not entirely, but she's she's kind of zoned out. Uh, I think that's probably the better word. Alright, so Jeffy, you know, he walks out in his clothes. Does Mama even look up? He does not. So I think he uh he kind of stands there awkwardly for a second with like his uh like hands on his hips. He'll just be like, uh, well, Mama, I I took I took care of that that problem there uh last night for us. Oh, Jeffy, you're always a good boy. And uh, well, well, tonight I got a big um got a big job opportunity. Uh, might might be getting a promotion tonight. So um, I'm 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 just gonna I'm just gonna go out and and make a good impression, and 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 hopefully uh, hopefully if everything goes well uh well um we won't have to worry about any more problems anymore. So you just you just sit tight. You you doing okay? Yeah, I spent the day watching my uh my stories and uh well, and she looks over to the side of the couch and you see several um basically fast food uh, boxes. She's clearly had some delivery come by today. Um, and she looks like she has not moved from the couch, uh, probably since you came in uh, the night before. Oh, Mama, you didn't get any steps today, did you? Mama, you gotta do your steps. No, Jeffy, I've just been feeling real tired, son. Uh, just real tired. All right. Well, well, I'll tell you what. You you try to do you try to do ten steps for me today, and uh, and then and then we'll we'll loop back to being tired tomorrow. How about that? You notice as you're uh, speaking with her, she seems a little out of it, and her skin is a little pale, a little flushed, and she's slightly sweating. Like, does she seem sick? sick or just like is this like a supernatural effect i guess is what i'm asking um i think for that roll me your intelligence plus medicine or do you have something that can perhaps be like supernatural i have aspects uh what aspects powers do you have just sense the unseen i have premonition too that's true do you have any dots of medicine? Two dots in medicine. Okay, yeah. So roll me your intelligence plus medicine. Four successes. Four successes. Uh, you believe that Mama is having a cardiac episode. So Jeffy realizes this, kind of does a double take. Oh, 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 hell, Mama. Oh, oh, Mama. And he'll go over, he'll go over and like, I don't know, he puts his hand on her head. But, like, he can't, I don't know, he can't feel whether she has a fever or not. Uh, but he's going through the motions. Jeffy, like, son, your hands are so cold. 
No, Mama, you're just you're just burning up. You you're just burning up. Uh, uh, we. No, I, I feel fine, son. I'm just a little no, tired. Mama, Mama, your ticker ain't your ticker ain't right. I recognize this. I learned this in night school. We gotta we gotta get you out of here, right? Come on, come with me to the El Camino. Come come on, get up, get up. Come on, Mama. Son, we know you know we ain't got no insurance right now. That's all I'm right. Fine. I just I just need to take a nap. All right. Nope. 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 Come on, Mama. And uh, can I? Uh, can I just start, like, pulling at her to try to, to get her up? Yeah, um, you can. Uh, eventually she will stumble to her feet. All right, all right, boy, if you are going to be so insistent, I will, we can go to the urgent care, all right? Yeah, that, thanks, Mama. That's all I'm asking. Come on, come on, to the car, put your slippers on. <laughs> she slides into her fuzzy pink slippers that are, uh covered in a layer of, of filth and grime. They're very old and worn, have not been replaced in many years. And she trudges her way out of the trailer, probably for the first time in months, and into your El Camino. It's a cramped fit with Mama in there, I'm sure. Yeah, it is, it is a tight fit. And Jeffy will drive her to... I guess she says urgent care. I think I take her to the emergency room. She asks for urgent care, but Mama doesn't know what she's talking about. And, oh, she's going to be mad, but no, that's all right. I'll just oh, I'll figure it out. All right. Are you letting anyone know that you have uh, an errand to run before you leave up at the hotel? Because it is the night of Elysium. Yeah, I text, I text Fox Club uh, just like, I don't know, got to see a guy about a horse and... Uh, be be there in a flash or something, you know, like some Jeffyisms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, you can go to the emergency room. You escort Mama inside. Yeah, I'm gonna um, blush of life. All right, so make a rouse check. I do get hungrier. So you find a, um, a middle-aged woman in scrubs uh, sitting at the check-in desk. Uh, as you enter, the emergency room is fairly crowded uh, tonight. You see the uh, most of the, the lobby waiting room is full. And uh, as she's typing away on her computer, as you approach with Mama, she looks up to you. Uh, yeah, can I help you tonight, sir? Uh, y- yeah, hi, hi there. Um, um, pretty sure my, my my mama here. She's uh she's having a coronary, and uh, I don't uh you know she's shaky. She's got the uh. She's got pale paleness, you know that I, I took the class. I got the uh, the uh, female presentation and coronary. Uh, all right, something. all right, calm down, calm down, sir. Uh, I'm gonna need your mother's date of birth. Uh, and I give her date of birth. I didn't make one up. I don't know how old Mama is. Yeah. Uh, she types it in. Uh, doesn't look like she's been seen here before. I'm gonna need some more information. Do you have her insurance card? Hmm. Really wish I had compelling. Uh, well, uh, you know, uh, we we don't necessarily uh, have it on us right now. We kind of we kind of rushed. And uh, well, do you know what insurance she has, sir? I can look it up. Uh, I think it's one of the blue ones. Okay, all right. Um, I can search her name, last name. It's a it's a Robertson. 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 Uh, nope. Nothing. Nothing's coming up. Are you sure? Well, um, you see, here's here's the thing. Uh, 
I just I just wanted to be seen. Uh, did you guys take like cash, credit cards? I don't know. Okay, self pay. Yes, we can do that. Uh, we're just gonna need you. And she goes to a clipboard uh, on the side of her her desk uh, and pulls up some financial forms for you to sign uh, and passes them across the desk for you. You can just have a seat over there. It's about a four hour wait at this moment. Well, uh, fill out the paperwork. You, you will be called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna get get right on that. Uh, th- 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 thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you. And then I'll, I'll like put Mama over in one of the chairs and just be like, "All right, now, Mama, you, you just sit right here. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, take care of the, these papers. You breathing? You breathing? You're breathing. Good, 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 Mama. Uh, she seems, she seems in the same condition as she was uh, in the trailer. She is a little short of breath, um, but she is still conscious. She's still uh, very much present. Probably don't have any money on me. Um, so yeah, Jeffy sits Mama down and he's like, well, uh, looks like there's going to be a lot of, a lot of weight. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go get money so we can pay and I'm going to see if I can maybe grease the wheels a little bit. You you sit here, here, they got a, what is this? Highlights magazine. You, you, you read that. I'm sure it's just like your stories. Yeah. She takes the highlights and starts flipping through it. Okay. Um. All right. You, you sit. You sit tight. Right. Right there, Mama. Uh. Don't. Don't go anywhere, please. Just wait. If, if they call your name, text me. Jeffy, I'll just wait here. Uh, all right, Mama. All right. I'll, I'll be right back. And Jeffy's gonna go, knowing full well he is not gonna be right back. <laughs> all right. So Jeffy, you're gonna go. Arguably leaving the touchstone in danger. Arguably. Mm, not really arguably. Definitely leaving your touchstone in danger. <laughs> yeah. Um so you are unfortunately gonna take two stains against your humanity. Left in the hands of the American healthcare system. Alright, so Chef, you awaken for the evening. You don't do anything different for Elysium, do you? Nope. Uh, I figure I left this suit. Uh, at the hotel, because the cave is not a great place to keep a suit. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just wandered down. Uh, um, I stopped by the the commune to use my herd thing to get my hunger down to one, and then make my way to the hotel. No, no real business in between. Yeah. Well, Linda. Well, the first thing uh, Melinda will do is uh, feed, um, like drink some of the blood that she already has. So um, maybe she sends Fox Buff to go get it for her. So since she still is missing the foot. You awaken and uh, push the covers off of yourself. And you see Foxglove and Molly uh, sitting in the little, like, living room area of the, the hotel room playing Mario Kart on the TV. Um, Melinda's going to pretend like she's just, like, yawning and scratching, so... Oh, oh, what a wonderful night's sleep I had. Uh, Foxglove looks over to you. Oh, good evening, Melinda. I'm glad you're awake. 
Uh, big night tonight, right? Yes, yes, indeed. Um, would you be joining us for that? Oh, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I figured somebody's gotta stay with the kid, right? Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I was thinking too. Um, I also have a problem of not having anything to wear for tonight. Oh, um, I mean, I think we we're basically the same size. I I can definitely lend you something. Oh, this will be fun. I can help you pick out an outfit. Foxglove, you you think your your clothes would would go with um with with me? Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be fun. It'll be like a makeover, right? Uh, yeah. Um, do you have anything in color? Yes. How do you feel about red and black? You know what? Sure. Let's try it. Um, she goes into the closet and roots around for a little while and comes back with a red and black kind of like corset top with a black like pleather like mini mini skirt and uh ripped black fishnet top stockings with like huge those massive like knee high golf boots. What do you think? Oh about my God. <laughs> um, Melinda was fine with the corset, but then she started seeing the the mini skirt and the fishnet. Um, maybe something longer would be better for me, Foxglove. Okay, okay. Um, what about this? So she goes back into her closet, roots around, comes back out with. A black and deep purple, like, velvet, like, almost like Renaissance era, like, gown. Um, it's very, like, I don't know, very kind of medieval times, uh, esque, very, like, kind of gothic, uh, but definitely more coverage, definitely, uh, definitely longer. Uh, you might strike more of a, a dark sorceress look in something like this. Ooh, whoa, I, I think, I think we can work with this, Fox Club. Okay, well, help me put it on. You know, I still have my situation going on. My ankle yeah, still yeah. hurts. <laughs> so she, uh, she helps you dress. Uh, she has these perfect little, like, super pointy toe witchy boots, uh, that she puts on. And the gown comes down long enough that it perfectly kind of hides everything. You can really just see, like, uh, the points of the boots sticking out underneath. Oh, perfect. And, um, I can do your makeup for you, too, if, if, uh, if you want. I should say that Melinda does not wear, like, that much makeup. I don't think any makeup at all. So, <laughs> uh, Fox glove, makeup? You think that's necessary? Do you think Eloise is gonna wear makeup? I don't think so. I think Louise, Eloise is definitely gonna wear makeup, and I think it really completes the look, Melinda. Come on. You're enjoying this way too much, Foxglove. 
Okay, just maybe a little bit of sh- eyeshadow and some light lipstick. Perfect. She pulls out, like, her whole makeup kit, and she is not just doing the eye... Like, before you know it, like, foundation is going on. Uh, a whole look is being built. Uh, there's eyeshadow. It's all in, like, red, but there's black on the outline, too. And uh, you look like, at, by the end of it, a, a gothic princess. Uh, she does an absolutely flawless job. She's really been, like, watching those YouTube t- tutorials. You know, her own content has really grown a lot. Uh, and her makeup, she does a really impeccable job, but you definitely look, like, very, very goth. Very, like, like alternative right now. My red hair. But, do you know, it is, yeah, it is, like, the, the dark sorceress look. She did promise. Um, I, Melinda is kind of shocked, and maybe it's not totally her, but she's not going to say that to Foxglove. Because probably Foxlove is being so excited and be like, oh, this is great. Yeah, yeah, so, definitely. So she's um, going to make a face of, this is exactly what I wanted, Foxglove. Whoa. Um, and she'll probably start heading out. She's using... What's your hunger the- at, I went down to one. Okay, yeah, so you did. I think you did that, like, the night before, because you had, you had the stuff there. It was um in the kitchen, right? You had a little, like, supply of blood, I believe. Oh, I kept, I thought I kept it in my office, in, like, my own security. <laughs> oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, you have, like, a little mini fridge. Yeah, I don't want to keep that where they keep stuff for it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm down to one. So you head out. Yeah, uh, before I head out, I'll probably let Foxglove know that if she, if Eloise wants her to come with us, I'll let her know. But maybe it's best for her to stay with Molly. Yeah, yeah, I I agree, Melinda. Um, besides, it'll be nice to have a quiet night. Yes, no, no getting in trouble, please. And remember, don't talk to anybody, Molly. Okay, Miss Melinda, I won't talk to anybody. Except Miss Foxglove. Good, good. Okay, well, wish me luck. Good luck. You hear, like, two voices in unison. <laughs> I'm gonna walk out. Or limp, also. <laughs> um, I will say, Foxglove did a pretty good job of, like, securing the boots to your, uh, to your ankle. So it's, it's kind of, she, she also kind of, like, put some, some padding in it. Uh, so it holds up fairly well if you want to, like, stand on it and walk on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I want to pretend like I still have my full mm. leg. Yeah, she's she like laced it on like extra tight on that leg, so it's not going anywhere. Okay, wonderful. I love it. Hey, Eloise, how are you attiring yourself for Elysium? Oh, um. So Eloise puts on um because the the last time I think we went to Walmart and. Didn't she buy a dress? I think so, yeah. Something that she thinks is very fancy, but it's still, like, some kind of cotton blend. Uh, boxy and boxy. pink. Oh, it's boxy and pink? I think that's what we said in the last okay. episode. <laughs> I thought it's very classic, Eloise. Boxy and pink. Um, probably, like, 
I imagine that it like is long long sleeve and a long dress and it like probably buttons down the middle. Um but it, it's ill fitting and highlights um highlights her her lumpy lumpiness. Um and she's going to also attempt to do some makeup, but it's not really that well done. And she's got like a pretty awful different shade of pink lipstick that she paints on probably too thick and it probably continues to just like get on her teeth. Ooh, and she's probably got some really garish like big ol' earrings. Big gaudy earrings. Big gaudy earrings. What about eye makeup? Do you have the like really heavy eyeshadow? Um, I'm gonna say no. Because she doesn't even know how to do that. It's just going to be, like, maybe some mascara, but probably too much blush and too much lipstick. And she's going to, and she has a, um, one of the old school, like, perfume. Mm-hmm. Well, like, mm-hmm. Even though nobody can tell unless they're blushing. <laughs> Uh, and you were waiting for your coterie to prepare themselves. Uh, but Eloise, you are, uh, I, I'm assuming positioning yourself at your desk, waiting mm-hmm. for your coterie to arrive. Uh, perhaps a bit impatiently, it is your big night after all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Melinda would enter the lobby first. Uh, dressed as a gothic renaissance princess. Welcome to the Red Roof Inn. How may I help you? Melinda? Is that you? Eloise, of, of course it's what, what are you talking about? That's a different look for you, but, you know, I, I think it suits you well. Foxglove picked it. I let her dress me tonight. That's a bold choice, uh, but it looks nice. <laughs> you look nice too, Eloise. Oh, you know, just trying out my, my Sunday best. Yes, yes, you did. You did try. Um, where's everybody else? Well, your, your guess is as good as mine. Um, I, I think we need another memo, uh, about tardiness. Um, I, I think people have forgotten some of the protocols. We're gonna climb up that ladder. We have to be on time. Right, Eloise? Well, I'm glad that, that you remember, Melinda. Told you I was going to be better. I'm going to keep my promise. <laughs> Very well. Well, um, I'll continue waiting for uh, the coterie to come, but have you um, come to terms with the plan for tonight? Well, to be completely honest, Eloise, I don't think I understand half of the plan. I was just going to show up and follow everybody. Well, Melinda, I think that's about half the plan. Um, I, I think we have to be very careful um, and fit in where we can, but 
I want to make sure you understand the, the danger um, that we're putting ourselves into. Um, we are shifting loyalties, as it were, and if that shift in leadership is not successful, then we may be in a bit of a pickle. And by pickle, I mean a very serious one. Oh, Eloise, I, I completely understand how dangerous this is, this is going to be. Um, are you sure the best plan is to side with the old prince? Putting aside your loyalty to the sheriff, do you think this is the best way to go? Well, Belinda, quite honestly, I don't. But either way, this is about self-preservation as well, and I do trust the sheriff, and I do hope that we're not the only ones who he's relying on to to um, help this shift come about. But honestly, I don't know if this is the right call, and I think it's impossible to. Either way, if we make the wrong choice, our lives are at risk. Do we come up with an exit plan in case things don't go our way? I mean, I'm not saying we have to use it, but at least we have it. I think the exit plan is, um, to run and don't look back. And if it comes to that, Melinda, I'm willing to sacrifice myself so that the rest of this coterie can can get out of town. Melinda's gonna just like open her eyes kinda like Really? But um Okay, Eloise. Well let's let's hmm. Maybe let's hope we don't get to that. Um No no uh, no just follow my lead. Be polite. Okay. Um, try and gather as much information you can about the people that we're we're meeting, and we'll pick our moment uh, carefully. Sounds good, Eloise. I'll have your back. Thank you, Melinda. Oh, uh, one, one last thing, uh, do you want Foxglove to join us, or, uh, can she stay here with Molly? Um, I haven't thought about that. Out of character. It makes sense for her to, to watch Molly, but I also like Foxglove's chaos. Um, I think for this one, it, it's important that, that Foxglove come and, um, it's an opportunity for her to do some networking, I think. She hasn't had many of those opportunities. So, I, I think Molly is old enough to, uh, keep herself occupied for, um, 
a few hours. When you say that Molly is old enough, Melinda's going to give you a look of like, oh, now she's old enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's been here long enough to, to know the rules. Old is Molly again? Isn't like she eight. sick? <laughs> no, she's like eight. That's old enough to stay home alone. Oh my god. <laughs> trust. Okay. Trust my judgment, Melinda. Melinda's. Uh, okay, okay, Eloise. Um, whatever you say. Um, I'm gonna go get Foxglove now while we wait for Jackie and Shep to show up, okay? I'll be right back. Okay. Jeffy, you are the next to arrive. Pulling your El Camino into the parking lot of the Hotel Belenverte. There's probably a little bit on your mind. A lot of bit on <laughs> Jeffy's mind. Um, <clears throat> he probably is, like, checking his phone obsessively, like, through the, the course of these next couple you, of uh, scenes. You- you gave them your phone number at the hospital. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Um, and Mama knows it. If she needs to call, she can. I don't think I said that to her. But, um, yeah, I think Jeffy comes, like, rushing in, you know what I mean? I- I'm here, I'm here. No, nobody worry, I'm, I'm here. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I just had it. Oh, oh, I'm not the last one. You're not the last one, but you're still a little bit late, Jeffy. You know the importance of being prompt and punctual. Wait, pause. Can when Melinda is living Eloise's office, can she run by when Jeffy's arriving and he's yeah, yeah. them? And yeah. I can Okay, hold on. And Melinda sees you and is like, Oh well, I was first. <laughs> and then just walk away. Alright, uh, looking, looking good on that leg there, uh, Miss Melinda. C- congrats on, on winning the race. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, uh, Miss Eloise. I, you know, I just, uh, blah, blah. So I, I, I wanted to look good, you know, I had to, I had to, uh, yeah, ha- yeah. Yes, Jeffy, um, appearance is, is very important for, for a night like tonight, but is everything okay? He's looking at his phone. Uh, what? Jeffy. Yeah. What's going on? Oh, oh, it's nothing. D- don't you worry, Miss Eloise. We gotta focus on uh, on Elysium. We got a <laughs> life or death little gambit that we're doing here, and surely, surely nothing's gonna go wrong. Cause you got you got us, right, Miss Eloise? Right, Miss Eloise? Right, Miss Eloise? Jeffy, sit down. Oh, I can't sit down. I got too much nervous energy, and he's like pacing. Okay. Well. I can understand why you might be feeling a bit apprehensive about what we're walking into tonight, but in any event, we're, we found ourselves between a rock and a hard place, and the loyalty is going to shake out how it's going to shake out, and if we're wrong, then you're right, it, it could be pretty bad, but we're gonna do the best we can, and I have all of the faith in Deacon to make sure we're not the only ones who are helping this shift along, and um, you just follow my lead and figure out how to contain yourself so as not to bring too much unwanted attention to us. 
Uh, yeah, too much on... Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll keep myself... <laughs> okay, I'll keep myself contained. Oh, man. Oh. Whatever happens tonight, Jeffy, is going to happen. We just have to go and do our best. Okay, Miss Eloise. Just... We're going to be in trouble either way, I guess. I'll just, you know, come to terms with it. Yes, well, that's what unlife is all about, I guess. Oh, hell. And he does sit down, and he's like looking at his phone. Chef, you are the last to arrive. Your long trek through the desert to the hotel. I'm in the front door. So Chef arrives, Eloise, at last. Still wearing his normal clothes. He's apparently left the suit here. Yes, Chef. Uh, good evening. Suppose I should change. Yes. Um, going to look very dapper tonight. I just know it. Grab the suit from behind the main counter and I had the day staff press it for you. No response to that. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine, like, as you're getting changed, you probably just, like, drop it on the floor anyway. So, like, even though it was freshly pressed, it's, like, wrinkled again. <laughs> um, I mean, how else do you get into a pair of pants if it's not on the floor? <laughs> Two legs at a time. Um, yeah. Are we heading out? Well, um, you know these things don't tend to have a, a, a strict start time. Um, I think it's important that we, we show the Camarilla, um, and and the folks there that we are responsible and punctual, so I, I think we best get there, um, get there right on time. I, I believe Deacon had said originally that um, people start showing up around eleven. So I I think if we aim for ten forty five, just to be safe, that would be best. Well, that's a very good question, and of course you know the, the gravity of the situation, Shep. I don't need to explain it to you the way I needed to the others, but I think we have to approach this very carefully and start out by, by watching and listening um, and being there un under the, the original pretenses, which were just to be able to introduce ourselves and, and start to get our faces known among, um, among the higher ups in, in the tower. So I think that's just what we do. And then from there, we'll figure out who might be safe or strategic to, um, begin to speak a little bit more loosely with, if you know what I mean. Can 
seem to imply the alliance with the Giovanni is something that is not favored by all. I don't know much about them other than they smell more like death than the rest of us. Yes, well, I think that sentiment is shared among many in the Camarilla. So I, I think that you're correct that alignment might uh, might not be looked upon favorably. We know if it's secret or common knowledge. Well, I, I think that's part of our task tonight is to start to understand the other guests and see if others are aware of that alignment and in the process uh, help to make it common knowledge. Well, uh, you know, uh, Miss Melinda knows most out of any of us about these guys, so, you know, maybe she has some juicy tidbits or something. We can we can at least use the infighting. That's a very good point, Jeffy. Um, do you want to bring Melinda in here for a, a quick team meeting? You mean, you mean go get her? Isn't she coming, coming right back? I'll go get her. I'll go get her. Don't you worry, Miss Eloise. I, 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 I do. I, I feel like we probably run into each other in the hall. Like, yeah, uh, Miss Eloise told me to come get you, but uh, here you are. I'm probably, I'm probably bringing like Foxglove with me. Yeah, Foxglove has gotten changed into her Elysium attire. Um, she's dressed kind of similarly. She's picked out an outfit for herself that's kind of similar to Melinda's. Uh, except her skirt is much shorter, and she is wearing the fishnets uh, nice. with the big stompy boots. You love to see it. But otherwise, it's that kind of like Renaissance, like Maid Marian kind of like velvet dress look. Except hers um, is, is a very short mm-hmm. skirt. Oh, thank you, Jeffy. Yeah, sorry. Um, I was waiting for Foxcloth to change. Um, we're in a way. Yes, yes, yes. I, I know, but you know, Miss Eloise, when she, when she says something, she expects you to do it, and so I, I just had to, I, I had to. Anyway, let's go. Lead the way. Uh, yes. You see Melinda and Foxglove enter the lobby, returning. Uh, you see that Foxglove has dressed in somewhat of a matching outfit. I, I would say Melinda mm-hmm. and Foxglove look like they're girlfriends right now. <laughs> Oh yes, um, very lovely outfit, Fox Club. Please, please come in. We were just talking um, about the plan, and again, I think that you know the. At first, we we want to watch and listen and and learn who who people are, um, and then figure out uh, who it might be who we can speak to a little bit about um, some of the things we've we've heard. And so, and she's going to grab one of the, like, I imagine in here there's a whiteboard. And so she's going to grab a dry erase marker and start to, like, map it, map it out and say, like, okay, 
the first route, I, I think it, one thing we can do is, is point out this, um, alignment between the prince and, uh, the Giovanni, which, which again, as, as you indicated, Shep, will not be seen favorably, I, I think, by others in the Camarilla, um, seeing an alignment with a uh, frowned upon group of individuals, um, we can stoke some fears of resources being directed away from from our kind and and um to that uh family um melinda is there anything else that that you think could be beneficial to highlight and and spread among the the guests at Elysium? Melinda is probably going to be open her eyes like, oh, you're you're asking me. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Do I know more information? Hmm. Hmm. Valid question. Yes, yes. I'm the one who brought us in this mess with the Giovanni. I can see why you're asking me. Yes. Yes, um, huh. And Melinda is gonna get up and kind of like tap her foot down, trying to think if she should share some of the info as to why she was going into the mission. Because that thing you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so Eloise is gonna kind of pick up on your hesitance and just kind of say, Remember, Melinda, this could be a life and death situation for us. It's important that we're successful. Okay, here's the thing. We can maybe use the fact that Dickamarilla's joined, it has an alliance with a killer. I don't know, Dominique. Uh, killed some people that I was sent to investigate. Um, maybe we can use that in our favor. If, like like regular people? Well, not, not recently. Um, but but they but, were but they were kindred. They they're killing kindred. No 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 kindred no kindred. Oh, then who? Just sister of someone that could potentially help me help us. Yes. Okay, fine. I'm not good at this, okay? Rochelle's <laughs> sister is the one who was killed by Dominique, and Rochelle sent me to find Dominique and take care of him. But then you know what happened. Lost my leg. Maybe we can use or find if Dominique killed others, or I've been involved in some way with people who might want to defend us. I don't know. Well, uh, if I may, um, you know, Giovanni killing Giovanni, like, I don't know that anyone's going to care so much about that. But Giovanni 
trying to use ivory tower folk to do their own dirty work. Now that's something that we might be able to, you know, put our thumbs on. Getting your leg cut off because of Giovanni trying to use our people for their purposes. Very good point, Jeffy. Melinda's realizing she just threw Rochelle under the bus. I don't know. I, I think that's a good angle. What do you think there, Miss Eloise? I think, and she's like writing it on the board with the marker. Can Melinda walk through the board and start like maybe erasing a little bit of like, eh, there has to be something else. I mean, what if some Camarilla are also involved in this? I don't know. Business with Dominique. Well, Melinda, you're the one that's been secretly coordinating with these folk. What yeah. else do you know? And, and if I if I recall correctly, I think Deacon his his exact words were uh, sniff out the rot, and the rot's the Giovanni. Okay. By defense, I've only had contact with Pusa. No, no one else. So it's not like I have connections or anything, Eloise. But then, Ace, we might want to be careful about implicating our own involvement. I might lose more than a leg. Yes, that that's a very good point, and I, I think that we can speak at a high level about things that we've heard and not necessarily give up our own... Uh, camaraderies with anyone in the Giovanni family. And she looks at Melinda as she says that. Um, is there not a good chance that the Giovanni would be at Elysium? Well, I mean, you may not remember this, Miss Melinda, because you were in a lot of pain to ship. I mean, that dominant guy did say that he was going to be reaching out to his contacts in the tower about the, uh, well, uh, incident? Need to be careful not to get caught in a lie. But to be fair, if there are Giovanni at the, at the Elysium, I mean, it makes our job easier. And do they, I mean, I've never been to one. They never, do they go? Do they usually go? Are there going to be Anarchs there? I've never met an Anarch before. Supposed to be open to all. Yes, we we have to be be prepared for any situation. Any situation. Oh boy. So again, step one is to watch and listen. Listen, I can be talking not so much. You can leave that part to me, Shep. <laughs> Maybe I won't be recognized wearing this. You know, this is not my normal attire. You know, I could uh, I could actually do some some different makeup on you. Uh, you'd be you'd be you know hard hard to recognize. No, oh, that's okay, Jeffy. Thank you very much. All right. Well, you know. If you ever want to, like, figure out your Juggalo persona, you know, I'm here for you. 
as you're saying that, Jeffy Foxwell kind of steps defensively between you and Melinda and is, like, shooting death glares at you. All right. Hey, you did a great job there, uh, Foxglove. I'm just saying, you know. The gathering is for everyone. Yes, well, um, look at the time. Uh, I think we better, we better start packing up and getting going. Well, uh, I think we got too many folk here for the, uh, for the El Camino, unfortunately. How we, how we get in there? Uh, we can take my car. Uh, seats four. Comfortably. Don't we have a, don't we have a shuttle? Like the hotel, does it do it? Oh, you do, yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah, you do. (laughs) Just like a little white sprinter van. Yeah, and it probably has the name of the, like, the Red Roof Inn or whatever. Okay, that's actually amazing. The bellhops yeah. show up to Elysium in the hotel van. Yeah. The hotel shuttle, yeah. I love it. You know, we we got to get our brand out there, as they say. Who's watching the child? Oh, well, Eloisa, she's old enough to stay alone in her room. She knows the rules, right, Eloise? No. As we, as we know, um, the, the reason for having at least one person at the hotel at all times, uh, kind of a moot point. Um, and, and I think that it, it's an opportunity for Foxglove for, to come along with us. And I think Molly has been, demonstrated some excellent behavior, uh, these past several weeks. And I don't know, Melinda? Fox Club, do you think Molly will be okay if we leave her on, on her own for a couple hours? Fox Club, what do you think? I I mean, Molly demonstrated that she has the capacity to, you know, follow rules and not speak with anyone, so I think so. If you want Fox Club to come. He looks kind of nervously between Fox, or between uh, Eloise and Melinda. I I think if if you guys think it's a good idea, uh, I mean Molly is very uh, she's she's really smart, um, and she knows the rules. I think it'll be okay. Fox Love does look a little nervous. Well, okay, let me make a comment. It could be nothing, but let's say something bad happens tonight and we get in trouble. And Molly is here all alone. Maybe someone should stay with Molly in case we get in trouble. As your responsibility, I, I delegate this decision to you, Melinda and Foxglove. Melinda thinks it's a joke, so she's waiting for her, for, for Eloise to be like, not really. Um, but She's gonna look back and like between Eloise and Foxglove and say, uh, huh, oh, uh, Foxglove, uh, stay with Molly. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, I think that's a good idea. You okay, Eloise? Yes, just, you know, you guys are becoming leaders here, and I want to recognize that. Foxglove, I'll make sure you have this opportunity again in the future. Um, yeah, thanks, Louise. Um, sorry to be missing 
the party, I guess. She she does you note know, note Eloise just a, a hint of perhaps relief in Foxwell's face. <laughs> she's doing this. Okay, then we should go, right? Yes. The one other thing uh, didn't really get confirmation last night, but um, I got the feeling that Omri is going to make his presence known. So that's could blow back on us. Uh, can. Well, will. Yeah. Just be ready. As ready as you can be when you're stuck in the middle of fucking royal conflicts. Alright, everybody pile in. Into the van! Oh, oh hell. <laughs> so you all pile into the van and head off to the city to attend all these. The Coterie rolls up to Elysium. It is uh, a very small little hole-in-the-wall gallery. Uh, it's not even, it doesn't even have like a clever name. It's just, it's just called uh, McDowell's Gallery. Uh, McDowell's Fine Art Gallery. Uh, it's, uh, it's in a little neighborhood, little shops around it. Um, not quite the high end of town, but not not the low end of town either. Just kind of in the middle, um, a very unassuming street. We have no idea if this is like a regular location. <clears throat> no, you have no. This is the first time uh, the bellhops have been invited to Elysium. So Eloise, I assume you were driving the van, or do you have Jeffy drive? No, Eloise drove. Leaving this evening, Is she except for par- the parallel parking. Um, she probably has Jeffy get out of the car to help mm-hmm. her parallel park. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you parallel park with the help of Jeffy. Jeffy, you keep checking your phone. Oh, the whole drive. Yeah, like every like twenty, thirty still, seconds. Yeah, still nothing. Um, Eloise, you know the rules of Elysium. Um, the other, the other members of your coterie might not. Um, mm-hmm. you know that there's no technology allowed in Elysium. No phones, uh, no recording devices, obviously. Uh, leave that all outside. And also, uh, there's no use of powers of the blood in Elysium. Uh, no discipline powers allowed. Uh, beyond that, no violence. Uh, verbal sparring is, of course, allowed and sometimes encouraged. Uh, but all violence is to be uh, left outside, and the rule of Elysium is uh, kindred are welcome to safely come and safely part from Elysium. So you're not allowed to attack anybody coming in. You're not allowed to attack anyone, like follow them home and attack them. Okay. Uh, there. So before everyone gets out, Eloise signals to Jeffy to get back in, and she's going to... Um, open, like, lean over and open the glove compartment and be like, all right, so th- the rules of Elysium, no technology and no recording devices. Um, so anyone with a phone, uh, 
Throw it in the glove compartment. Come on. Oh, but I'm I'm expecting it. Oh, do I have to, Miss Eloise? Uh, um, oh, Jeffy, if you need to, you can come out and look at your phone, but you can't bring it in there. It will put you. It will put us all at some very grave danger. <sighs> yeah, fine. All right. And he puts it in the glove compartment. Right. And um, before we go in, uh, just to make sure everyone's aware, typically at Elysium, there are some very strict rules about um, use of powers and about use of violence. Um, So while we are, we should be on our toes and ready to defend ourselves in any way, we need to make sure that we're not initiating anything. Um, no powers, no special powers, no um, breaking out in fights with anyone. Again, given the circumstances, we need to be prepared for anything. But um, again, we don't want to uh, put a target on our backs, as it were. Don't, don't, don't worry, Miss Eloise. We'll, we'll remember our traditions, won't we, guys? Yes. And, and, you know, uh, remember your manners and be polite and, uh, deferential. We're, we're, you know, mere pawns here and, and we want to keep that, those optics in place as much as possible. What about my hearing? You mean like, like superhero? Mm. I think you'd get in trouble, right? You'd get in trouble? Yes, I, I, I think, Shep, when, when I said to watch and listen, I think we want to do that from a, a, a socially acceptable um, point of view. Meet people, chit-chat, get to know who people are, and then report back. Just act natural, Shep, and if that doesn't come naturally to you, then act like... Act like Jeffy. What, me? Oh, yeah, yeah. Act like me. Just, you know. I'll show you. I'll show you the ropes, Mr. Shep. Don't you worry. Yeah. Can I actually, uh, everyone before we go in? Uh, weird favor. Real weird. Um, can you just, like, use people's names a lot when you're talking to them? It, w- it would help me yeah. out a lot. Yes, Jeffy, very good idea. I think that that really helps um, in social situations to make the other person feel like you're really listening to them. So that that's a good practice in in terms yeah. of social etiquette. So very good. Th- thanks. Jeffy. Yeah, that's that's what I was getting at. Appreciate it, Miss Eloise. Uh, thank you. What would you want me to do, Eloise? Well, we're we're gonna go in and be socialites. Get to know people, strike up some conversations, and try and get an understanding of, of, of who people are, and if we can, how strong their alliances might be. Well, maybe I can I can sell some stuff from my Etsy shop. Oh. Melinda, I, I think this opportunity, we really want to focus on the task at hand and, and not really focus on side businesses. But... Well, if the conver- if the conversation comes up where it seems like someone might be interested in things like essential oils, then by all means, 
you can speak about that topic just as a, as a, as a social etiquette, but don't be going and trying and, and finding new customers here. Well, Elise, I just thought that maybe approaching someone and starting to talk about my shop was going to be easier than just, hey, have you heard about any murders or about the Giovanni? <laughs> we certainly don't want to be starting a conversation like that, Melinda. <laughs> Hey, I got an idea. I got an idea for you, Miss Melinda. Your, uh, I mean, what do you call them? Your, uh, your champers? What's the, what's the thingy? Your thingy? Your magic thingy? Some champers, right? Jeffy, no, no, none of that. No, no, no. Oh, oh, so you don't, you don't want to be the one to, like, do, talk to all the, the Tremere's? Because there's going to be Tremere's here, right? And... You know, being one. I don't think they want to talk to me. <laughs> I don't know shit about magic. Well, it's a situation, you know, that if 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 I have to talk to them, uh, I mean, I, I I'll do it, but I don't know. I don't know if it's necessary. Just, uh, anyways, changing the subject. Let's just <laughs> let's just continue with the plan. Yes. Go in, act natural, and we'll figure out the right people to talk to. Yes, and let me know if you want some samples of my shop in case you want something to start a conversation with. Yes, thank you very much, Melinda. Okay. I'm still going to, wait, I'm still going to take, like, some stuff out and give two bottles of lavender oil to Shep, some of chamomile to Jeffy, and maybe some soap and, and shampoo and conditioner to Eloise. Eloise is just going to take it and, like, put it in her little pocketbook. And, uh, Melinda, do you put your phone in the glove compartment of the van? Do you leave it when Eloise is collecting phones? I do, but I send a message beforehand to Foxglove that I'll try to check my phone every hour, but the phone will be um, left in the car. Alright, so ridding yourselves of your technology. Doing a rundown on the rules from Eloise. You head in to the gallery. Uh, as you approach the door, you see a, a sign has been taped up that says, uh, closed for a private event. And as you approach the doors, uh, they swing open, and you see a uh, black-suited, uh, tuxedoed uh, bodyguard step out. He has a little earpiece, and uh, he stands probably six foot four, and he's built like a brick wall. Uh, he has a clipboard in his hand. Are you on the guest list? I believe we are. We are the bellhops. Uh, Eloise bought it. Clicks his little uh, ballpoint pen. Bell hops, bell hops, bell hops. Uh, Eloise, bob it, bob it, bob it, bob it, bob it. Bob it. All right, yeah, I got you right here. Uh, they're all with you. Yes, the, the, these are my uh, colleagues. Hey there. He checks something off on his little clipboard and graciously holds the door open and stands out of the way. Welcome, Miss Bobbit and party. Bell hops. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And Eloise leads, shuffles in, leads the way. 
as you enter, you hear uh, classical music being pumped through the, the sound systems. Uh, it sounds like this one is a Beethoven, perhaps, if you know your classical music, which I think perhaps only Eloise does. Mm-hmm. Um, the art on the wall is uh, on the walls is very much um, incongruous with this this uh, music as as it's all very modern, uh, very abstract. Uh, some of it is very edgy. It's it's uh, creating a little bit of dissonance for uh, well, none of you are from here, so none of you mm-hmm. are really appreciating this. It's just weird art place. Uh, as you enter the the main gallery, uh, you see about uh, a dozen kindred milling about in various little uh, cliques. Uh, some of them are individually strolling about the artworks, uh, taking them in. Um, of the people you recognize, uh, you do see the prince. Uh, she is she is talking to Deacon actually, uh, the sheriff, which is not to be surprised, uh, not not too surprising. He is the sheriff after all. Um, you would spot across the room, um, Melinda, uh, someone who you might have a bit of a a distant relationship with. Uh, he is the regent of the, uh, Tremere Chantry. His name is Jason Bullock. And thus far, that is all the faces that you recognize. Okay. Is there, like, uh... I don't know. Do they have like blood wine or anything? Out? Uh, as you <clears throat> as you enter uh, the main gallery uh, as a group, um, you see a uh, a man in a very uh, nice velvet black and red tuxedo, uh, very much looking like a warlock. Uh, and this is who you know uh, is Jason. This is Jason Bullock, uh, Melinda, but the rest of you don't know him yet. Uh, and he very quickly spots you across the room and approaches. Ah, good evening. You must be Bellhops. Uh, Melinda, nice to see you. Uh, haven't seen you around the Chantry lately. Hi, Jason. Uh, you know, you, you do owe uh, some hours still. Um, there's always work to be done. Uh, I understand you want to strike it on your own a little bit, but, you know, we all we do still work together. Uh, clan Tremere, so if, if you have some time, I'd love it if you'd stop by the Chantry one night coming out. Sorry, I've been very busy. Uh, you know, Eloise gives a lot of work. That's definitely true. I can I can vouch for that. Eloise Bobbitt, it's a pleasure to meet you. Well, be sure to share her with us, alright? Of course, of course. Thank you. Uh, now, uh, Jason Bullock, I don't believe we've met, and he extends his hand, all of you, uh, for a shake from each. Hey, uh, hey there, uh, Jeffy, put her there. Nice to meet you. Uh, I'm the Keeper of Elysium. Uh, obviously you, you know the rules. Uh, you've, you've been here before, he points at you, Jeffy. You've been here before. No, <laughs> no. Your face looks a bit familiar. Anyway, uh, no violence here, uh, no powers of blood. Uh, other than that, refreshments are in the back room over there. Uh, if you need anything, uh, if anything's going on, feel free to come approach me. Uh, unless I'm talking with the prince, of course, then you can fuck off. <laughs> well, um, it, it is our first time here, but I, I did make sure my team knew the rules, so thank you very much for that refresher, and we will, uh, 
Go. Uh, go and mingle. Well, uh, lovely to finally meet you, Miss Bobbitt. I've heard very nice things from Deacon. Um, Melinda will be seeing you again, I hope. Of course, yes. See you around, Jason. And with that, he moves off to greet other guests. And leaves you on your own back. Do you guys think I should start wearing a cape? That's a pretty good look. No, not... Jeffy, I think, I think you, you, you're not the cape type of kindred. Nah, we'll think, we'll think about it. Maybe we can make one out of denim. <laughs> he said you had good pains to Perhaps yeah. he's, we can keep our eye on as a potential ally. Yes, he, he's also close to the prince, though, so we must tread lightly there. Yeah, well, I mean, so is Deacon, if you're at the inner circle. Well, yeah, we should, we should. Tread, tread lightly, but keep that one in the back pocket. Yes, good observation, observation, Chef. Now, let's go, um, grab a drink so we can look natural. Well, yeah, what does refreshments mean? Because I could, you know, if they got... They got some food here. I could definitely, I could definitely grab a bite. Yes. Well, let's go see what they have, and it's important that we um, use our manners. Pinky's out, and oh, yes. no eating or drinking in excess. Go slowly, um, and again, act, act natural. <laughs> act natural. Yep. Yeah, so Eloise really just wants a drink in her hand or something to occupy some some of the nervous energy. So you make your way in the direction that uh, that Jason indicated uh, where refreshments can be served. <clears throat> and it leads to a small hallway that leads to a, a small side gallery. Mm -hmm. And uh, here you see a large table has been set up with... Uh, bottles of blood wine, which is not particularly hunger-slaking, but it is pleasing to drink. Mm -hmm. uh, you also see along the back wall of this room, uh, there are two other similarly tuxedoed bodyguards, and they are standing around uh, kind of guarding a group of humans. Um, they're all wearing uh, black hoods over their heads. Uh, they're all in just their undergarments. And they're standing very docile. Uh, there's probably about um, eight or nine of them in the room. And uh, you would know that they are essentially your, um, your refreshments for the evening. Huh. What a spread. I'm not hungry. I'll be outside. I'm going to just... Uh, I'm going to... And then Jeffy edges out of the scene. I think I'm also going to go mingle. Um, Tira. Alright. Be careful, Melinda. So, I just wave and walk away. I'd like I, to slam to her. Outside of the room. Mm -hmm. Going into the like, main area. Are there, are there other guests around here? Uh, not at the moment, mm -hmm. it seems. Yeah, um, it seems like everybody is still congregating in the, the main gallery. Uh, no one is, is currently in the refreshments room, uh, but you and the, the two presumably cool bodyguards and the, um, the feeding stock. Okay. 
Eloise is also going to turn around and, and go back and, and perhaps start walking around some of the the artwork and see if she can sidle up next to somebody. Alright, so Jeffy, that leaves you alone in the refreshments room. Just like game of two hunger on one yes, of the please. Uh, human victims. Correct me uh, now. You may do so. And uh, as you are licking the wound close, you hear a familiar voice behind you. Ah, Jeffrey, I was wondering when you might be invited to Elysium. I'm so proud of you, my boy. And as you turn, you see Oswald, your sire. Remind me, I think we decided, I've got a pretty good relationship with this guy. He kind of like did right by me-ish, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, uh, hey there, uh, Professor Bakersfield. Oh, well, it's been a hot minute since I saw you. Well, I've been keeping mostly the same. Uh, and he's, you see he's in this, like, disheveled professor's attire. He's got, like, a misbuttoned sweater over yeah. a shirt over another shirt. He just looks really, like, uh, um, not well put together. Right. Uh... His shoes are kind of mismatched and ill-fitting, uh, but they're nice leather shoes. You know, everything about him says professor, but it's just a little bit off. Right. Uh, right. Which is, you know, this your sire as you meet him. Well, uh, yeah, uh, here, here, here we are. Uh, finally, finally got called up to the big leagues. You know, uh, as they say, um, pretty, pretty nervous about it. Honestly, it's uh, yeah, well, well. Big leagues being big. <clears throat> Let me say that again. <laughs> big leagues bring big trouble, Jeffrey. Oh boy, don't I know it. These nats have gotten so crazy, I feel like. I fear that they have, and I've heard some very disturbing things recently. <gasps> oh no. Well, what kind of things? Well, uh, apparently. There's an old friend back in town. Uh, except he's not quite a friend to all of us. And I heard you might be a little bit involved in that, Jeffrey. And I just know that that's not true. Oh, well, you know that I'm always just trying to be a good boy, sir. Come on. Mm. You know, I, I always told you, Jeffrey, you, you had this... this wonderful positive outlook on the world and and people will take advantage of that you have to be careful jeffrey you have such a big heart and such a limited capacity in other ways it's a good line goes flies right over jeffrey said he's like well yeah and I, I mean i've always appreciated you believing in me you know but uh well it's it's like uh it's like miss eloise says when you, when you're trying to what is it? When you're trying to use a ladder, you gotta go one foot at a time. Yes, yes, Jeffrey, yeah, that does make sense. Uh, anyways, I just wanted to advise you to proceed with caution in all of your endeavors. Oh, I, you, believe me, uh, Professor, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be on tiptoes and, uh, head on a swivel. And, uh, and obviously, you know, you do the same. If things are as crazy as the rumors say, like, uh, things, this city might get dangerous soon. And I, you know, just 
we should be careful, you know? He places a, kind of claps a hand on your shoulder. You're a good boy, Jeffrey. And he kind of spins you around. Yeah. I like We're done what, talking now. Yeah, exactly. I like wipe the blood off my chin and go out to the party. I'll probably grab a glass of blood wine. And on the way out, he takes a sip and he's like, oh man, I'm in so much trouble. Chef, you got something? One thing, I'm getting very strong Wallace Shawn vibes from this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and the other thing, uh, I'm just outside the room, so I'm going to try to listen in on that without my supernatural senses. Ooh, okay, so let's make just a normal uh, wits and awareness check. Uh, hmm. You don't get anything. Okay. Tempted to use your heightened senses? <laughs> Not yet. Okay. But, yeah, basically, I'm just going to be doing that all night, listening in on. <laughs> Alright, so Shep, your, your intent moving into the main gallery is not to engage with anyone, but just kind of like eavesdrop as much as you can. Okay. Um, so let's go to Melinda. Melinda, you made your way pretty much right after Shep uh, out into the main gallery, and you're looking to, to maybe meet someone, talk to someone, perhaps Jason again. You can follow up yeah. on that. Um, so I think, yeah, she's gonna go to Jason, because maybe she had first thought of socializing with someone that she doesn't know, but she's awkward, so she's... I think it's like you're, you're passing by, and you're, like, looking around, like, seeing if there's a group you can join, and there's, like, like three three kindred, like, talking in a little circle, and as soon as you pass by them, they, like, close rank, turn their backs on you as you pass by, uh, but you see Jason, he's kind of waiting near the entrance, he looks like he's greeted everyone that's currently there, and he's kind of, like, looking around, making sure everything's okay, uh, and he spots you coming his direction. Uh, just a quick question for me, um, so Melinda has not been going because she doesn't want to, right? Because she... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's for you to decide. Um, I think you don't necessarily have a bad relationship with the rest of your clan, but maybe you just don't, like, really click with their their vibe. You want to kind of do your own magical things, and they're not as, as earthy, nature-y, touchy-feely as you'd like. They're more like like occult sorcery kind of, of Tremere. The chan chantries... What are those again? Like, are they just get together? The chantry together is like your, it's like the coven. It's like a coven of Tremere. Oh, okay. okay. A chantry. Okay. Let's do this. So yeah, I'll go to where Jason is. Mm. Oh, hey, Melinda. Have you thought about my offer? Um, uh, actually, no. Uh, that was just two, two minutes ago, but I just thought it would be nice to talk to you. Oh, um, he looks a bit off guard as you say it would be nice to talk to him. Uh, yeah, um, sure, Melinda. Um, why don't we go have a seat? And he'll lead you to one of the small, uh, little, like, love seat couches that's along, uh, one of the walls of the gallery. Uh, so, uh, how have you been? Very, very busy, uh, if I'm being honest. Um, lots, lots to do in the hotel. <laughs> I, uh, I did think that was a rather interesting coterie assignment that you took, um, guarding a little hotel on the edge of the desert. Um, 
You must have some stories to tell. Well, I, I do, actually. So I started this Etsy shop. I sell all this stuff that it's really good. Um, and then I take some of the bottles out of the city. Um, so, you know, I've been, Eloise has allowed me to explore a little bit in this business world. Um, I also have my own little studio. All characters that walk through the door. <laughs> so it's, it's been good. Yeah, very busy. Um, not at all what I expected, if I'm being honest. Well, now that you've had a little taste of what um regular kindred life is like, have you thought about coming back home to your own? We could always use another talented warlock in the Chantry, and I know I would personally like it if your attendance were a little more regular. Well, Jason, I don't know if I'm ready to go home. I think I need to do a couple more things. But that being said, I can maybe try to go visit you every once in a while. I I think that's a fair compromise for now. Uh, just with the state of things, I, I'd like to see our clan more united uh, as we were in the past. And I think whatever you're doing out there at that hotel, we can, we're your brothers and sisters, we can help you do it better. You say you want to take this Etsy shop, we can, we can help with that. Parentheses, they don't know about Fox Club, right? They wouldn't know. Or would they? No, I think that's right? probably part of the reason you've been kind of staying away. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I think it's a, it's a little, Bit more complicated than that, um, but I I like the 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 idea of having a place I can call home. You are welcome at the chantry anytime. Your room is exactly as you left it. That's, that's nice to hear, Jason. Um, yeah. How, how's everyone doing? Any, anything I should know about? Or anything I should be prepared oh, for? No, everything's pretty much the same. Uh, I'll let the others fill you in. Uh, they're not here tonight. Um, he looks around as, as hopeful that maybe one of them would have made an appearance, but, um, knowing that they do indeed have other business. Uh, perhaps something that you would be more privy to if you uh, were more connected to your clan mates. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess I, I was expecting more of us tonight. Um, you know there weren't that many of us to begin with, and, um, well, you know, I mean, the phase of the moon, the planets being where they are, uh, you know how the others get about all that, uh, it was ritual night, uh, but I had my duties here, apparently Keeper of Elysium is, uh, more important to the prince than Legion of the Tantry. But you're very, very close to the prince. Mm. You notice, like, a, a bit of hesitation on his face. I 
serve the ivory tower. Interesting. Um, how <laughs> how is it working with the with the prince? I I've actually never had the opportunity to interact with the prince. More than maybe two seconds, I guess. <laughs> well, you know, she's a she's a Toreador, so they tend to be a bit stuffy. Um, she likes these little rundown galleries, though, for some reason. I I um, don't know what that's about. Probably some hangover hangups from mortal days, but uh, she she has a little respect our clan, our position, and what we can do for her, which is more than some princes these nights. We're fortunate. Our, our clan is... Our clan has a lot of value. We're good allies. Well, our... Powers tend to make us mistrusted amongst our own kind, and for good reason, we wield forces that they cannot understand. Yes, I I agree. I uh, do feel myself very lucky to have found a group I can trust, and I can ask for help when I'm in trouble. Well. Just remember, Melinda, there's no kindred you can trust as much as your own clan, your own blood. And when your back is truly against the wall, I hope you'll remember that. Melinda's head is screaming, tell him, tell him. And it's kind of like, my back is literally against the wall. Um... <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna pull a Melinda. Um, Melinda's gonna like sit a little closer to 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 Jason. Uh, well, Jason, I um, I do appreciate you reminding me that I can always trust my clan. Um, you see, I uh, it's I I do find it hard to find people that I can trust, so if I would ask you that, maybe you come by my shop, maybe after tonight, and we can have a discussion. I would like to run some things by you, if, if possible. I think I can make my way out there for you, too. Yes, I, I, I don't think anybody would mind. I, You can visit my studio, and we can talk. But remember, the same way that you might start trusting me, please trust that I have a good judging character of those who surround me. Well, I have uh, other guests to attend to, Melinda. I will see you tomorrow night. Okay, be, be safe, okay? Um... Uh, this is my first time here, so <laughs> I don't know what to expect. Expect a very boring evening with past days and
boring evening. Oh. Huh. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go find, uh, someone. Uh, good to talk, good talking to you. It was great. Um, talk to you soon. We'll, 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 we'll see each other soon. And then Melinda is just like struggling to get up and not, doesn't know how to say goodbye. So she's like, that, that, and then just run away. She just runs away. <laughs> Right, she's gonna find someone, like, whoever she finds first, either Shep or Jeffy or Eloise, she just needs to find one of them. <laughs> Alright, Eloise, you're making your way around. Um, and Shep, roll me a, um, wits and awareness. One success, yeah. You just hear murmurs of conversation as you're making your way around, but nothing keeps you. I can imagine, too, Shep, big ol' scary Shep is probably walking around, and people are probably, like, <laughs> turning the other Just way. Like, <laughs> accidentally too menacing. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big, scary gangrel in, like, a bad suit. That's kind of intimidating. Yeah, that's true. Michael Myers energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, does yeah. he have a glass? <laughs> Pinky out, like Eloise said. When Jeffy was drinking his uh, drink earlier, his human, he definitely had both of his pinkies out <laughs> while he was grabbing her shoulders. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Alright, so Eloise, you're you're making your way around the room. You're looking mm-hmm. in the main gallery. Uh, what is your tactic? Um, she's attempting aloof. Um... And just kind of looking at the artwork, not understanding it and not really appreciating it, but pretending to. Hmm. But kind of looking around and trying to, like, uh, casually, potentially, inadvertently kind of, like, bump into some, not, like, physically bump into someone, but, like, upon looking at art, like, come across anyone. Um, so as you are gazing up at probably the most hideous painting uh, that you've ever seen, and for some reason it's on one of those like massive like wall-sized canvases, and it just looks like like paint splatter, and is there some gore in there? It's, mm-hmm. it's very gory. You're getting notes of that, but it's very abstract. Hard to tell what they were going for. The colors really clash for you. Uh, absolutely not. And as you're gazing up in horror and at this, uh, a figure steps up by your side, uh, and you're both kind of standing, gazing up at the painting at the same time alongside each other. And you notice that it is a, a man uh, standing about six feet tall in a very immaculately tailored, uh, very uh, expensive suit. Uh, he wears small little spectacle glasses, uh, little round wireframe spectacles that look like they are also very expensive, uh, and everything about him says uh, refined dignity, taste, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, not like flashy, gaudy designer things, but, but like actually like um, someone who comes from old money, perhaps, perhaps very old money, mm-hmm. uh, as you are in more times. Good evening, uh, Miss Bobbitt, is it? Yes, Eloise Bobbitt. 
And you are? Benjamin Smiles. Sinishal. Oh, Sinishal. My absolute pleasure to make your acquaintance. Now, you're one of our neonates, Miss Bobbitt, is that right? Yes, I, I, I'm afraid I am, and, uh, new to yes, events like this, so, uh... Uh, first, first coterie assignment, if I'm recalling my records. That is correct. Um, we run the, the Hotel de Bella Muerte outside of town, mm. on behalf what of the kids. What a cute prince. name you've come up with for it. Oh yes, um, you should you should come by and visit sometime. It's quite the establishment. And I understand. I, I hope you understand, Miss Bobbitt, the gravity of your charge. Though it may seem a quaint little out of the way location, it is of some importance to the Camarilla. Yes, it it, it seems to be um, quite important for uh, the prince to have it as as a meeting place, and we take our responsibility very seriously to make sure that the hotel is run well and kept clean and that uh, we are responsive to our most esteemed of guests. Very good, Miss Bobbitt. And so, if I were to visit your uh, fine establishment this very evening, I might be able to avail myself of a dip in your pool, then? Well, the pool is, um, you know, it, it's the most important, um, a, as we've learned to keep the pool in, in tip top shape. And so we've been having, um, some issues with, uh, uh, the pH. And so we've been having to do a little bit of work to, to get that right back, um, back in tip top shape. So, you may not be able to dip in the pool, but you could come and, and take a look at and um, appreciate the the beauty of, of it. Very well, then, Miss Bobbitt. Enjoy your evening. Likewise. <laughs> that, that lie didn't help anything. <laughs> I just panicked. <laughs> um, <laughs> incredible. Well, Elysium's <laughs> off to a great start. Elysium's is it under control, everyone. <laughs> and I think uh, at this point, I think uh, Melinda. I think this is when you uh you would run into Eloise. You've 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 just finished your kind of nice conversation. She's just finished her incredibly awkward conversation. Yeah, and Eloise is probably giving herself a little bit of a like reprimand. Like, come on, Eloise, get it together. <laughs> um, Eloise, oh, Eloise. Yes, yes, Melinda, keep your voice down. What what is it? Okay, um, I just talked. <laughs> Jason, and I have a feeling he might be on our side. Okay. Um, did you say anything? Well, I wanted to. I really did. But I didn't. Good, good use of uh, self-control. What did, what did you tell me? Here, come, okay, so is there anyone around us? Like, is this a safe uh, space? You could definitely, like, like, 
pull Melinda away to a secluded spot where you could talk quietly. Mm-hmm. Okay, M- Melinda, let's follow me. Okay. So I asked him, uh, you know, he, he works with the prince. So I asked him how, how that's going and if he's very close to her. Um, he gave me a, he gave me the vibe that he wasn't happy and he doesn't, and that he works for the tower, not for the prince. Did you ask him about whether he preferred prior leadership? I just wasn't sure if that piece of information was something I can say. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, we can... Yes. Um, well, that that's very good information to know. I think this prince is not very happy with my plan, and might get rid of it if she can. So I don't want that, Eloise. No, we... That, that wouldn't be good for any of us. We need as many allies as, as we can get. Now, I didn't, go ahead. I did invite him to my studio tomorrow night. Um, so I can talk to him yet there. Good. I, I think it's much better for you to establish ties with, with, with your own kind rather than the, the others you've been mucking about with. But, um, mm-hmm. so very, very well done, Melinda. I just don't want to lose another leg, Eloise. <laughs> None of us want that for you, Melinda. Now go on, let's, let's keep, um, keep bumping elbows. I just think I should be employee of the month for keeping my mouth shut. That took a lot. That did take a lot, and you were definitely in the running this, this month, Melinda. Oh my gosh. I like how it would be absolutely nothing for Eloise to just give it to her and be like, yes, you're employee of the month this month. But instead, it's like, yeah, you're in the running. Like, keep working on it. We have to oh. wait for the meeting. I have to tally all the points. <laughs> we have to follow the process. Should have taken a side job for another employee. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> Still maybe a little in the negative this time. <laughs> oh, my God. Should everybody find the others? Let's continue to socialize. Jeffy. Yes. You've met with your sire. Um, yeah. A little bit shaken by what he said to you. I was already on shaky ground before that. <laughs> uh, you come back out into the main gallery, uh, probably right after um, Melinda and, uh, and Eloise have their side conversation. Uh, so you would spot them kind of breaking off. You see Shep kind of menacing about the edges of the <laughs> the main gallery hall. <laughs> yeah, so scans the room, kind of like, well, well, hell, we're here for a reason. And, um, I don't know, I, I, I feel like he would kind of come up with a similar idea as Eloise, right? Like, it's an art gallery. His version of act casual is probably even less convincing than uh, Eloise's. I feel like he's probably whistling while he like walks past through the gallery with his hands behind his back, classic cartoon style. Uh, who's who's the first person that he would like cross paths with? 
Uh, so walking around, <clears throat> whistling cartoon style, you actually find that <clears throat> people are kind of moving a little bit away from you. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> he'll, he'll like stop every once in a while at a uh, <laughs> like at one of the paintings, and he'll like look to the nearest person like, huh, "What do you think they meant by this one? Oh, that one looks kind of like a doggy, right?" So I'm looking at what? No. Oh. <laughs> And with your face blindness, Jeffrey, uh, Jeffy, everybody around you kind of looks the same. Yeah. Can't really tell. Uh, actually, I don't think you would have even noticed, like, Eloise and, and Melinda. You would have just seen two people walking away from each other. They're in clothes that aren't, like, their normal clothes, so I would I'd probably lose them in the ground. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would uh, immediately, like, not recognize them, um, because they don't look like themselves in any way to you. Somebody I can read Aura and I have more tools, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, gosh. Uh, I guess <laughs> they'll find me. And he just, like, does kind of peruse the gallery, like, shrugs and peruses the gallery, uh, <laughs> trying to get some culture. Uh, and eventually he would, like, probably after a half hour, 45 minutes, if that much time passes, go check his phone um, in the car. All right, so, Jeffy, you walk around the gallery for a bit. Taking in the art. Maybe you appreciate it a little bit more than the others. Maybe this kind of avant garde style is more. Uh, speaks to you, at least maybe perhaps to your Malkavian blood. Yeah. Seeing uh, patterns where maybe patterns aren't there, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but after some time, you do get bored. And ever present in the back of your mind is Mama. You make your way outside and into the van to check your phone. And you see that you have three missed calls from a number that you don't know. Uh, am I allowed to like make a call near Elysium? I would know that, right? Whether yeah, I mean, presume, presumably, if you like hopped in the car. Yeah, um, so so I'll call. Uh, Eastside Memorial Hospital. Hey, hey there, uh, 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 Jeffrey Robinson. Um, yeah, I got three missed calls from y'all. My mom is in your care. Oh, uh, hold on a moment. Let me transfer you, uh, Mr. Robertson. Ah, uh, uh, is is this Jeffrey Robertson? Yeah, yeah. This this is Jeffrey. What, what's going on? T- t- you, talk to me. You brought in your mother this evening for uh, heart palpitations, Mr. Robertson. I'm very sorry to say that she's fallen into a coma. We're not sure how much longer she might have left. She's in the best of care right now, but I think it is very important that you get to the hospital right away. Oh, oh hell. Uh, yeah, 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 I'll be there. I'll be there quick as I can. Click. That's where we're going to leave the episode. Nah.